and welcome to Should I Keep This, a podcast where I ask comedians to venture into their massive prop and costume collections to find an item that makes them say, should I keep this? I'm your host, Samantha Russell, a 20-year sketch comedy veteran and a prop and costume hoarder extraordinaire. My guest today is Elizabeth Kemp. She is a founding member of Bad Medicine, a sketch comedy group in Washington, D.C., now based out of D.C. Improv. When she's not dressed up on stage as a wizard or an elf, she uses her comedy background to consult on social media campaigns and write speeches and jokes for politicians, executives, and anyone else who has content that needs some punching up. She has written 47 wedding toasts for couples she does not know, and most of them are still married. That's a pretty good track record. Welcome, EK. Thank you. Hi. Hi. Thanks for being on my podcast. Sure. I'm happy to be here. So before we started, you kept trying to tell me a story and I kept telling you to save it for the recording. Yes. <laughs> Do you like yeah. to finish that story? Very aggressively. Wait, wait for me to start. <laughs> no, no. So the story is like, it's, uh, we were, we were actually having a discussion as a group because we have been together long enough and we have done enough shows now and which have been prog getting progressively bigger and bigger in terms of production value yeah we now have enough props where we have had the discussion like do we just need to rent a storage locker whoa like somewhere in dc and ultimately like we didn't do that but what that means right now is that i have something like eight massive rubbermaid bins and a clothing rack um sitting in my apartment that is just the, nothing but but props for our shows oh my goodness and i have like like i am in the process of building a massive spreadsheet where everything is like barcoded and listed oh and... see i need that mine is just shoved places and then i think i still have stuff but i don't 100% know <laughs> <laughs> You, but then then you get to go on like a and the journey of looking for something whereas I just have to pull up a spreadsheet and it's almost like it feels almost corporate yeah you know where's the fun in that I don't know yeah I just don't I just don't have the I just don't have the time to experience joy anymore <laughs> so I just have to be I just have to be super organized in its place <laughs> uh, so how long have you been in comedy and what got you into this um I've been in comedy I, I guess I started officially in comedy when I was an undergrad in college so that was uh I'm gonna date myself here um many many years ago oh okay um yeah um <laughs> but I started with this with this group called No Shame Theater at University of Iowa and it was kind of this like weekly variety show of sorts where you could just it was sponsored by the a combination of the theater program and the writer's workshop at Iowa and it was actors magicians comedians perform you know just yeah. singers kind of anybody who had something they just wanted to like put up on stage in front of an audience um and it just it just so happened that the bulk of it ended up being um sketch comedy and I I met a lot of writers and actors that way so I've been at it for a while yeah and then how did uh bad medicine start bad medicine came to be because there were uh few of us who took a class together in DC and I I had just needed I really only took the class because I was kind of looking for some kind of creative outlet and was thinking about getting back into stand-up and realized that like sketch just kind of felt better aligned with you know what what I wanted to be spending my time doing yeah and there were just a couple of other people in the class that also seemed interested in carrying on and keeping going with it. Um, so we went out and started recruiting um, anyone and everyone we could find who also <laughs> seemed to have an interest. But it just so happened that there was this, it was this weird moment in time in DC when there were a couple of other events going on where, um, people were coming together to do um 
to to perform sketch comedy and it wasn't necessarily that people were had formed groups yeah um it was sort of individual people like individual writers performers and you could just sign up to participate and set, raise your hand and say yeah i'll i'll read your piece i'll, oh, nice. I'll yeah. perform for you like an open um, open mic sketch thing yeah, yeah. like yeah, yeah. sketch sketchubator that kind of thing yeah. yeah and it worked and they were just live in-person things that kind of like like you know middle of the day at a restaurant or a bar kind of thing <laughs> you know totally random but we we ended up finding some some folks that are still with us today um and it, it ended up being like a great it, it just like kind of a great place to actually dig up some some people who turned out to be like really dedicated to sketch comedy yeah. and who were also really great writers and performers what is it you think about sketch that drew you more to that than than stand up um hmm. i uh, probably fear <laughs> um, <laughs> i i mean i i i always like stand up but i think it's you know when you're in sketch i think it's there's a little bit of an ability to like get on stage and know that like if someone is laughing like like you're definitely in on the joke like yeah. you're you're playing like you're playing a character and you're you're in you're playing a character in the context of like some little story or vignette or whatever and so if someone doesn't like that it feels somehow less personal yeah <laughs> the stand-up it's if they're yeah. they don't like it they don't like you <laughs> yeah even even in stand-up if you were doing a bit like someone isn't necessarily gonna know that like you that is not you on stage so yeah. in their mind they're still very much rejecting you <laughs> <laughs> like that that terribly unfunny person um but no, I also think that from like, because I, I was also, I also ended up going to art school. Like that's what I graduated with from under, as, as an undergrad, I have a, like a, a studio arts degree and an art history degree. And I think there's also just a lot of opportunity with sketch to like flex a lot of creative muscle visually yeah. that you just don't necessarily get to do as a standup. Yeah. So you were mentioning your prop collection. And you have, you said how many bins? Um, at least eight. Okay. And are these in your, like, 10. where are these stored? Uh, right now they're stored in my living room because <laughs> I'm, I still am sorting through and compiling the list. They will eventually all go down to my storage unit okay. in my apartment building. <laughs> okay. So this is just a current situation. This isn't a normal yeah. situation. Okay. Yeah. And how what kinds of stuff do you have in these this collection um, I, I mean name it we've got <laughs> we've got so much weird stuff um we have we've got like hats with like you know like spin beanies with spinning tops oh, yeah. on them we've got um a weird number of fake guns like of all oh. different varieties oh my god yes um <laughs> I, we have a lot of hats, a lot of hats, um, surprisingly few boas. Oh, um, that's a shame. I know. I know. Um, we've got a lot, we've got three fake babies. Oh, are they different ages or anything? Like what's the difference or are they all, you're supposed to, you did like a triplet sketch? No. I think somewhere along the line, like before we started being really disciplined about organizing props, like oh, no. we just had multiple sketches that involved like a baby of some kind and we probably just forgot. And so somewhere along the way, like we've somehow accumulated multiple like fake babies. <laughs> Have you used more than one at a time? I, what's weird to me actually is I'm saying that out loud. I don't know why I'm stressing fake babies so much. I'm like, it's not like we have real babies. <laughs> <laughs> you just keep obtaining all these babies for yeah. real babies for sketches. I mean, we have had a lot of pregnancies recently in bad medicine. So <laughs> you know, 
Fortunately, none of those babies are at my house, but all the fake ones are definitely in my living room. (laughs) No, so we've just got a lot of weird stuff. Just a lot of weird stuff. Do you feel like now that you're going through all of this and making the spreadsheet that you're going to pare down what you have? Or do you think, are you just kind of like doing a clinical thing where you're like, I'm just writing down what I have? At the moment, it's just a clinical thing. It's purely just a, this is our inventory. Okay. Because what, what is surprising to me is there, there are definitely props as I'm going through it where I realize, okay, these are things we actually get that get a lot of repeat use. Yeah. And then there are other things that we've used once and have never really revisited. Um, despite even some efforts to write another sketch specifically to use that prop again okay yeah um but yeah it's it's strange but it's but it's not the props that you would expect necessarily that get multiple uses yeah like what what, do you have an example um we've had um uh, we we have these like um I think we got some maester robes or like priest type robes uh-huh. that come with, um, they came with like plastic chains. Yeah. Um, and originally I think we got them for like, we did a show out in Richmond where we had to do some game of Thrones oriented sketches. Okay. And for whatever reason, the various components of those priest costumes have been reused (laughs) and recycled like in so many different ways that I don't even have it classified anymore as a priest costume. Like I have, it was like brown robe, like like a plastic chain. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then the other, the other prop we've gotten a ton of leverage out of actually is um like a little fake pipe okay <laughs> i don't just like a regular like an old man sitting just, on yeah a like a little pipe. like a little victorian sherlock holmes looking <laughs> pipe okay that like as i'm as i was thinking back on it, i'm like i think we've used this in probably like three or four sketches and i don't i don't know how we end up writing that many characters where this feels appropriate yeah but somehow somehow we have oh that's interesting lots of pipe characters lots of pipe characters well i think like maybe some like some detective sketches okay and like probably like a all-knowing dad maybe yeah yeah or a professor maybe like yeah. an old-timey type professor might have a pipe i don't know yeah i could see villains. it being used villains yeah popeyes <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even know but it's just like it's just one of those things where like and even if you're sitting there it's like I like we have we have prop lists that we put together for every show and sometimes even as I'm going through and I'm pulling props from the list I'll find something in these boxes as I'm going through and like getting the thing that was specifically requested I'll be like well, you only asked for these three things but I just stumbled across this other thing and <laughs> It's going to add so much, (laughs) like, this is just going to be that extra thing that just pushes this over the top. So I'm adding it. I'm putting this in the bag and I'm I'm bringing it to rehearsal. (laughs) So I feel like it's good to have this inventory so that way you know and then you already own something that'll punch up a character or a sketch. Yeah. You know, you might as well just throw it in because you already have it. I mean, why not? I mean, it's yeah. all coming back to my living room anyway. So. <laughs> but it's just so much work. There's too much stuff. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff. And it's, I mean, it's sort of, but it also is fun to kind of, it's sort of fun and horrifying at the same time yeah. to like look at all of these bins and just be like, oh God, I remember that sketch. That was em- like, it's embarrassing yeah. that we even put that on a stage. And then but it's also like this weird sort of time capsule of like how we've evolved as a group and just I don't know it's 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 this weird kind of because like there's there's a lot of props but there's not so many props that I don't have a weirdly 
clear memory of like what yeah what that was specifically used for i've also mm-hmm. noticed sometimes i go back for stuff i bought early on in my sketch career and then just going this is what i this I, this is terrible i can't believe i let this slide that i had this hat for this sketch and it should have been something better you know like having that sort of feeling about yeah your stuff yeah well then and then there are the other sketch we also have some props that like we bought and then didn't use and I remember having arguments about like no I'm not gonna wear that that doesn't (laughs) that's not gonna work for me it's not gonna (laughs) but but then we but then it's stuff that we got to use in other places down the road but it's it's just strange like how how clear how clear some of the stories are that are are attached to those things yeah right so what did you bring today Okay, well, one of my favorite props that we uh, picked up over time is a couple of very old school, um, what are the, what are they called? Airhead brand life vests, life preservers. <laughs> mm-hmm. These are like the very, like, like when you think of a life preserver, this is what you think of. It's like the orange life vest with like the black buckle that goes across <laughs> your chest you know they're bulky there's there's no one is putting these on to look stylish or good <laughs> this is like this is like your bargain basement like you won't die though they're up to code like these are postcard approved but man but they just they like, just passed yeah it feels like 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 someone is checking the box on safety with these things. <laughs> <laughs> just enough. It just ticked over the past past grade. Yeah. <laughs> and these don't these these are just solid, right? Oh, they yeah. <laughs> They're foam. <laughs> but do, do you want to talk about the backstory of these props? Yeah, how many do you have though first? Two. Okay. Two. Well, so we had to. Well, yeah, we had to. So we bought, so I wrote this sketch called Cookie Wizard. And the premise of this sketch is that there are two people who are lost at sea. Mm-hmm. The only thing keeping them afloat at this point are the life preservers. And they encounter a wizard. Like the wizard <laughs> just appears because that's what wizards do. You yeah, know, yeah, I'm not yeah. going to explain anything further than that. <laughs> And they think that they're going to be saved because obviously it's a wizard, but it turns out all this wizard can do is uh, manifest cookies from like another (laughs) realm. Like that's the only magic power this wizard has. So of course he's useless to them. But this was, this was at a point as a sketch group when I think we were still maybe not quite, we weren't like, we were just kind of getting into shows with enough production value where we weren't necessarily exercising a ton of like creative freedom or we didn't Mm -hmm. have like the courage necessarily to exercise like a ton of creative freedom so we were very literal with some of our prop choices okay yeah and so isaiah comes back isaiah's our our producer at bad medicine um isaiah comes into rehearsal one day with this massive bag and he's like well i've got the life preservers and he's very just like put out about the whole thing (laughs) where did he get them i think he just ordered them online okay i'm just picturing him stealing them from a boat or something (laughs) i went to a marina supply (laughs) store i went out to the bay and i got us (laughs) so he he just sort of throws them down on the ground is just like they're massive they're massive how what are we gonna do with these things and it it truly was not until this moment when i was when we were like trying to kind of figure out how to store them yeah. and how to like like kind of transport these things when we were like why did we get real life preservers you could have just gotten like inflatable ones or made it out we of like cardboard there, or anything. There were so many options <laughs> for what we could have gotten. And for so 
some reason we would I think I think he was thinking about price tag more than anything because they generally are the cheapest things but I was like (laughs) (laughs) I think we ended up having this discussion about whether or not we should cut the foam out of them and just have like the orange yeah and then at the time someone raised the point well I mean like no one's gonna believe that there are like functioning life jackets at that point because they've gone (laughs) flat and I'm like well they're also like not actually floating in water yeah like they're on a stage talking to a wizard who only manifests cookies (laughs) I'm hoping they can suspend disbelief a little bit (laughs) I don't think I don't think the sketch is not gonna work because someone is in the audience being like those life vests would never actually operate as flotation <laughs> devices. This is bullshit. <laughs> did, you just... en- did you end up doing that or you left them as is? We left them as okay. is because there were just a couple of, there were some very strong opinions that the life vest needed to be as realistic as possible. I feel like if you um, get them though too, like you already put in the effort to get the most realistic ones. Like right. at that point, I would just argue we have them. Let's just let's just go in. Yeah, yeah. But it was that I think that was that was one of the first prop acquisitions that really kicked off a conversation about like we yeah. have to think about props when we're writing, and we have yeah. to think about like ways to like write in a way that we're not getting props like this, or or you know, because they're just so oversized and cumbersome. Yeah. And it's like we didn't have to. We could have gone another direction. Yeah, there's so many other <laughs> we directions. Could have sat down <laughs> and like had a discussion about options yeah. for how to execute on that on that direction. <laughs> how many times did you do this sketch? Oh, um, oh gosh, we've probably only done it. I think done it like three times. Okay, three four so times. It's not terrible. How did it go over? Oh, it's I, I think it goes over well. It's okay. it's interesting because it we we had the biggest technical issue we have with that sketch turned out not to be the the life preservers. <laughs> Massive actually, life preservers. Yeah, but actually like do do we need to actually be because the, the joke of the sketch is that he like they the two people that are drowning keep asking for like real help from the wizard and all he keeps doing is presenting them with different cookie options <laughs> and so the real oddly enough the real prop question when that's with that sketch became like do we like do we need to present like the real cookies like as they're being listed and that became a challenge in and of yeah. itself because like not only are they messy but like a lot of them are pretty small yeah so you have so to yeah they don't actually like show on stage yeah and so you have to just kind of like you just have to kind of like be loud about kind of listing them off and like not really worry about actually having the physical cookie as <laughs> as a prop i feel it like it doesn't would... work I'd be that person complaining, going, well, they got the life vest. Like, they can't get the cookies Yeah, in the yeah. audience. <laughs> it's no. like, well, there's no real cookies. I don't think he has the cookies. I don't believe it. I yeah, don't believe I don't. It. I, uh, I'm out. I, I can't. <laughs> I can't suspend disbelief here. <laughs> Nothing about this sketch drags for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, where are the, how are these currently stored right now? So, I finally, in it, like as a space saving effort, did just take the foam out oh, because okay. it also occurred to me that um, if we really needed to, we could um, refill the life vests yeah. with some other kind of stuffing material. You could probably just use regularly, yeah, like stuffing, stuffing, like yeah. soft stuff, and then it would squish down. Yeah, like we could put like other other like soft costume components in there for travel if we needed to do that. Yeah. And you threw Almost... out the foam, it's gone. I threw out the foam. Oh, yeah. Okay. Hmm. Or I may have used it. You know what? Actually, I may have used it for like some floral arrangements and like okay. 
Like you could shove the flowers in there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So how much space are they taking up right now? Well, now they're taking up about, um, I mean, they're all like folded and rolled up. So they oh. are, they are pretty compact at the moment. Yeah. There you go. And definitely have no value as a safety device. Oh yeah. I, yeah, I yeah. wouldn't bring them actually out on a boat. I don't no. think. No. Is there anything you could fill it with if you were going, you were in some sort of boat emergency? Do you think? Um, that would actually make them safe <laughs> yeah. and like <laughs> yeah. serve a purpose. Um, no, I don't think so. <laughs> unless, unless there was a way to somehow like seal off the currently like um, cut cut end of it, so okay. that you could read. Oh yeah, like you, you had could to cut make it. Them inflatable okay. somehow. All right. So do you have you? You've only used them for that sketch. You haven't used them for any other sketches. Right, right. And I like Isaiah actually was so upset about these life preservers that he insisted that we like he actually went so far as to try to write like two or three other sketches that would involve the life yeah, preservers. Yeah. Yeah. And none of them ended up kind of panning out, but it was um it was a process. I, yeah. I let him just go through it and get it out of the system. <laughs> so you had to get those, and I'm sure it was just like a large, massive box. If you, if you're just getting it shipped, it feels like it's such a to do. And then to yeah. get them to the venue and all of that, that's trauma. So yeah. I get it. Yeah, I think gotta... if I were to ask him, I, I should have asked him about it before we we did this because then I could have brought like a quote back from him <laughs> or just like, or like confirmed that he is still deeply traumatized by the life vest. Do you think that he is still sort of hanging on to the idea of doing another life vest involved sketch? I don't think it's another life vest sketch, but he definitely is still deeply committed to the mentality that like he doesn't like buying lots of new props and he wants to reuse props <laughs> okay. whenever possible. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, I think we've all kind of gotten there, but that's that's also a function of not. I mean, that's also why we're doing the inventory, too, is like, yeah, uh, it's you can write whatever but if the idea is to try to reuse props right now it's pure coincidence if yeah if you manage to write something and we have all the props or mo even most of the props that you yeah. need to, to deliver that end up buying at least something <laughs> like every every yeah. sketch you write yeah do you well, we're also i mean we're also just performing at like a completely different scale now too yeah because that's that's the other issue is you know we've got we've got to have props and costumes now that show to a room of more than 200 people oh wow as opposed yeah to a venue where we were where the venues we were performing when we first started that were like you know 30 40 yeah people it's much smaller and then the everything yeah. can be smaller that way right but see, that's why I feel like this would be a good prop in a room like that because it's so big. It's very easy to see what's going on if you're just wearing that and kind of bobbing up and down like you're. You would think, but uh, but <laughs> at this point, well, I mean, at this point, I'm just like, if if we need life vests for anything, like I'm just gonna go out and like probably buy new life vests. That. <laughs> I mean, we can also just reuse, like, if someone goes out on a boat. Yeah. Like, 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 like actual, like, yeah. Yeah. Like, I won't even have them in the prop inventory. Like, I'll just keep them at my house or something and be like, does anyone jet ski? Cool. You keep <laughs> the life vests. You just, did, we'll did just you treat these as real life vests yeah you should just befriend people whose hobbies involve whatever props or costumes that you might need so yeah. that's what you should have done when you needed the life vest in the first place is just find a water skier or whatever right that would have been smart that would have been much smarter <laughs> and then you just go can i borrow this for the weekend again again these are like the options that we just <laughs> You know, a decision was made, a purchase was made, and, you know, there was no strategy discussion in advance. It was just, <laughs> oof.
<laughs> Did uh, So right now they're not taking up a terrible amount of room, but is there a benefit of getting rid of them, do you think? Um, you know, realistically, now that we've had this conversation and I'm, I'm appreciating, and I mean, I just said, if we ever needed life preservers in a sketch again, I would probably just go buy something else. I think it may be time. I think it may be time to throw them out. But why did you hold on to them so long? Do you think like after you cut the, like where you got to the point where you're like, I'm going to cut the foam out. But why didn't you just get rid of them then? Is there like a particular reason or just because you had them? I don't, that's a really good question. <laughs> I think at that point, they still, like they def, like if you were to put it on, it definitely still shows as a life preserver. Okay. And I think when I initially, when we initially started putting together all of the bins, it was, it was before we we sort of moved over to the dc improv and i think it would it would still work for like a road show maybe like if you needed a really compact prop to take with you that would like get the job done but maybe you weren't super concerned about like it looking really high you know what's what production value production value yeah Yeah. but like now that they're flat would you be able to use them almost in a different way than using them as a life preserver or like like you know like the air like a flight attendant doing the spiel where they're like hey you blow this up like you know like would you be able to use it Mm. as like that i don't know i'm just trying to think of other ways to reuse them that's interesting I think with the flight attendant bit, there are components to the the, the airline flight like that, that yeah. particular life vest that are so specific, like the little light and the whistle. Yeah. That we'd we'd have to definitely add those components. Yeah. Because otherwise it is very specifically like this generic orange life vest. Okay. Because those are also yellow, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. But um, that that would be something where I could see people, especially especially like where we do shows now, where like you'd have a couple of people in the audience who'd be like, "That's, That's not right." Airline safety vest. <laughs> That's one of those generic, like bullshit, like speedboat safety vests. Yeah. Like, and it looks <laughs> like they took the foam out. The foam's yeah. not even in there anymore. <laughs> what kind of amateur hour bullshit? <laughs> is this and then you have to refund tickets like yeah yeah i came here for comedy not a craft project <laughs> like, like, okay uh, i don't know i feel like maybe for the next couple weeks you just take one last crack at using these like writing something to use them mm-hmm. and if you cannot just get rid of them because i feel like you're ready i feel like you were ready when you took the foam out yeah you just kind of didn't want to admit it and i feel like these are both traumatizing like they were they were too bulky and they shouldn't have been purchased in the first place but there's like this sunk cost fallacy involved in it that like that's why you're still holding on to them like you have them and you did this and you made this mistake and now like you're but I don't know if that's too Catholic guilty. Like you're just living with it. Like, well, I did this to myself. I should have thought about it first. Well, I mean, part of it, part of it may honestly just be to like be able to pull them out of the bin one day and just like <laughs> present them to Isaiah and just be like, oh, did you think I forgot about these? <laughs> <laughs> what if you just show up wearing them next time you see Isaiah? Oh, oh. actually what would be the best would be to show up like for a moment wearing them and then excuse myself to go to the bathroom or something and then come back not wearing it and then he's like were you wearing a safety vest it's like no what are you talking about and then it's like gaslighting him into (laughs) into being like further traumatized by these things this is what i do to my 
bad medicine (laughs) (laughs) i have another proposition for you too okay let's say me and my husband were coming down to see a bad medicine show upcoming would it be um funny if we were sitting in the audience wearing those vests um yes i would save them for that (laughs) or is that too distracting for everyone else involved no this is just for isaiah where we're like hello 100 percent. and actually you know what i would do at that point i would probably try to get some of those like um iron on decal things so that you could look like bad medicine groupies in the audience oh okay i like this all right so i think we have a scheme yeah but i mean other than schemes i i really i feel like you're ready to get rid of them yeah i mean other yeah other than other than somehow like traumatizing people with these things (laughs) it feels like it feels like they're not they've served their purpose yes and and you've you've learned a lesson from them so there's there's that that you will always carry with you to come up with all of the options before buying a really large prop oh no i've we've never actually made good on on actually having those discussions (laughs) and you never learned your lesson no we've never learned the lesson it's always like well what no actually that's not true that's not true we did do um, a monologue as part of our holiday show with um, a hippo, like the 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 hippo that the little girl. Wants yeah, I want a Christmas. hippopotamus for Christmas. Yeah, yeah. And we did work through like three or four hippo costume options, and talk through. Okay, well, this one is inflatable, which seems like a good idea from a storage standpoint, yeah. but actually, like. We're not going to be able to inflate it backstage. It's going to be loud. Yeah, it has so that fan gonna, in it. It has a fan in it. Yeah. yeah. Like, we're not going to be able, like, that's not going to be, that's not going to work on stage. Like, and it just doesn't look as funny as the other one. So there, there, that was one time with a very large prop where we worked through, like, pros and cons and ultimately settled on, like, what was the best plan of action moving forward could you put these in a space like wherever you work as a constant reminder to do that like hang them Uh, on the wall (laughs) well they all almost all of our props were for a very long time in isaiah's office (laughs) that's that's why we just it became such a large collection that ultimately like that's why we moved them um over to my place was just because it was like this is no longer looking like a place of work yeah it's looking like unprofessional you look like a hoarder isaiah has just like a weird a very weird hoarding habit (laughs) (laughs) and then he might occasionally dress up as like an astronaut or ronald mcdonald and no one knows why (laughs) i feel like that's only good for business to just not know what you're gonna deal with what how a person's (laughs) going to be dressed I think fortunately his employer knows that he's in a sketch <laughs> comedy group. So I think he gets some flexibility there. But like if a client were ever to come in and see yeah. all that, I don't know what the story was that he gave. Yeah. But... All right. Yeah, I know. I think you're I think you're ready to get rid of these. And then if you want to do a thing again, but maybe just give it a little like maybe bring it up again with Isaiah that you have these and maybe it's like it's been enough time that he he stepped back from it and he goes oh i have the perfect idea <laughs> i'm just gonna junk him <laughs> <laughs> i'm not opening that door <laughs> that's door. fair enough fair enough <laughs> I think we can move on to the second segment of the show called okay, Should let's do it. I Keep This? So I'm going to show you my uh, costumes that I have today. So I have a set of five Circuit City branded shirts, like mm. from Circuit City, the store. So there's one long sleeve shirt. It's got like a polo collar. Uh, and that's a woman's size large and it's bright red and has the circuit city logo on the chest which they all do Um, and then the rest are men's size medium polo shirts with buttons 
and they're short sleeves. Um, the one of the sleeves is like cut off. So it's like all an open edge. Okay. And then they're all matching. Um, these were acquired. My husband used to work at Circuit City um, back in the early 2000s. And his girlfriend also worked there. So that's why we have the female one. Um, I believe we used to have more than five at one point in our lives. But um, we did the kind of a big pare down of maybe like eight years ago. And we went through every single thing we owned. And um, I we we were in a group called Secret Pants and we had five people. So we were like, let's just if we have anything, we don't want any more than five of them. We'll just keep five. Yeah. yeah. So that's why we kept five. I think we got rid of two or three and Secret Pants actually never used these. Uh, they were used three times in Goat Rodeo. The first time that it was used just as a Circuit City shirt in a sketch, it had nothing to do with it, called Suburban 911, where it was just a bunch of people uh, in the suburbs calling 911 for really dumb reasons. And I gave the one guy this shirt and he just, I think he improvised the line. It was Dan Corkery and he just went, I just got home from my job at the electronics store. Like, I don't need this. And um, so we thought that was very funny. So it was used for that. We also used four of them once all on stage for a, a sketch called T-Shirt Shop. That was in 2016. Um, and it was a Wildwood t-shirt shop in the seventies, not being able to sell t-shirts. So they start to come up with all of those disgusting Wildwood t-shirts. So it was like, show me your boobies, Wildwood, yeah. New Jersey. <laughs> and <laughs> I got so drunk, I shit in my bathing suit, Wildwood, New Jersey. So uh, we put everybody in these shirts. So it looked like they were at a store and they're all nice. And some of them even have, this one has the logo for Dawn Surf Shop. That's what that one was called. And I actually, okay. had, when I took it out, I forgot. We Wait, also... does the does the Dawn Surf Shop cover the Circuit City it, logo? Yeah, it covers the Circuit City logo, but it's just a sticker. This was okay. my trick in Goat Rodeo. I would just print a bunch of stickers and stick them on shirts. And then you can rip them off later and you still have your shirt. Smart. Um, Smart. Yeah. But we did redo that sketch recently. That was like 2021, summer 2021, as the ghost of Goat Rodeo. Because we actually technically had our final show in 2019, but we did a couple of best of sketches uh, a few summers ago. And then we used them one more time, which I completely forgot about until I took it out because it had the logo on it, but it was for a sketch called Pizza Dad. And it was like a commercial for a restaurant called Pizza Dad. And it was like, hey, come on down. I think I have the pizza you like. And then on the other side of the uh, stage, it was Pizza Stepdad. And that restaurant was like, hey, I play guitar and I'll let you stay up late. So it was just like this <laughs> back and forth with sad pizza dad and then pizza stepdad. And pizza stepdad was like wearing like a leather vest or something cool. Um, and pizza dad's wearing this lame Circuit City shirt with this pizza dad logo on it. Aww. So, yeah. So I, I have five of these. They take up a lot of room in my drawers. Yeah. But I also have five matching shirts, but I haven't been doing as much sketch comedy. Like both my groups kind of had finalist shows like right before the pandemic, which was nice for the fact that we, you know, timed it out nicely, but we're just not doing anything right now. So I don't know if I'm going to use these anymore. I don't know. What do you think? Should I keep this? Oof, this one's tough. I this, know. It, it kind of feels like there is a lot of nostalgia wrapped up in yeah. these. And I feel like there's something about having multiples of something that makes it more valuable, even though it seems like, oh, we'll just get rid of some of them. But the fact that I had four people in the same shirt on stage, like, feels, oh, well, that's real. I'm really, I'm at this store. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it adds a lot to it. When did, also, does, wait, Circuit City is like. They're done. Yeah. They're done. They're yeah. So this gone, is also right? a collector's item. You can't get these anymore. I was going to say, <laughs> how much do they go for on like oh. eBay or something like that? You think pe there's a market for Circuit City shirts? Um, There's a market for everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know. 
But they do, I mean, they're good because they, they set a scene, but they take up so much room. Like, it's like a full, almost like, it's like, well, half a drawer. We have uh, a dresser in here, and these are folded up, and it's like half of one drawer is just these Circuit City shirts. Is, is, does the decision have to be with respect to all five shirts, or could you keep one? But see, I don't know what the, the, my problem with that is, is the value in that there's more of them that I have five mm. or does that not make them more valuable? But I guess I could just like get rid of. What if you cut out the circuit city logos and, and then just have framed whole... them? Oh, and then you have like a nice little like commemorative thing of like the five circuit city logos. Like... <laughs> make like an art project out of it. Yeah. But, but uh... then I I ruined five shirts. Like, but who that, cares? That seems so destructive. That was the Circuit upsetting City, to me. Circuit City ruined their business. You know, like what? <laughs> <laughs> Capitalism is ruining America. You know, I don't. Who knows? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I guess. I guess it's a question of like, are you? Is the attachment and the memory associated with the the shirts compelling enough that you want to keep some part of them around? I don't. I don't know because I'm not sure if I'm emotionally attached to the shirts so much because I don't. My husband might be because they were his and he worked there, so it might be more of his attachment. I think my thing is that it feels funny to have shirts from a store that's obsolete and to have so many because <laughs> I feel like it's the multiples that's making me like go, well, I'm never going to get five matching shirts with embroidered logos on them again. Especially from a, a, a store that no longer exists. Yeah. From a business model that no but one like, really exists. If I was at the thrift store and I saw like five Radio Shack shirts, like I would scoop those up. But also I shouldn't because I have a problem. Mm. <laughs> mm. No, but I get it. I get it. But oh god, if you could find Radio Shack shirts, my god, right? you could get one great last sketch out of those. It could be yeah. like a West Side story with Radio Shack and Circuit City. Yeah, like a full on <laughs> like, barbarians at the gate, like corporate America musical. Oh, all right. So I need to acquire five more shirts. Yeah. Wait. Oh no, wait, this isn't helping at all. Or even just like one Radio Shack shirt. Yeah. And you can have them be the stand-in for like, you know, court, yeah. like the CEO. Okay, I like this. Is there any other obsolete businesses that we can um, search for shirts for? Um, yeah. I <laughs> That's mean, like block, outwardly funny. Blockbuster is, is your big one. a good one, yeah. Because I'm trying to think also like what are those businesses that also have that kind of like uniform shirt yeah. that goes with them like the really recognizable shirt yeah black is that bright blue and I feel like Radio Shack was like gray I feel like yeah. there's a there's like a there's a thing here but now yeah. again I'm acquiring more shirts um, this well, is already taking up a lot I mean you could do like if you want to get one last like bit out of them. You could do like the last Circuit City, and just like get one more sketch out of it, and just yeah. try to almost have it be like a melodrama of sorts, where it's like you've got five people that can just be like, "This is it. This is the farewell. This yeah. is the the final days of the Circuit final City." Final days. <laughs> yeah. I like it. I like it. And then, and then that way, it's the like. You have no choice at that point. The sketch signals the end. Oh, okay. It's the funeral of the of Circuit yeah. City and the Circuit City shirts. Right. Okay. Right. I see that. I see that. 
I like it. Or you just burn them. Or you give them to Goodwill. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> These are all good options. These are all options. <laughs> or you try to sell them on eBay. I bet uh, you could get like, especially as a as a as a cluster like that, you could probably get like about a hundred bucks for them. Oh, I think I might check into that and see how much. Yeah, they could be a collector's if there, if, Yeah, if some there is a market for Circuit City shirts. I'm sure. Yeah. In the same way that in my mind, I'm going, I got to also see if I can get a Radio Shack shirt. <laughs> yeah. I've got to acquire more store branded shirts. Honest to God, if you come, if you can dig up some Radio Shack shirts, I will get on train to Philadelphia. <laughs> I will get, I will get my composition software out. I will write that musical with you. We oh will take it God. to Broadway. Yes. Oh, it will. Oh my gosh. Yes. Absolutely. We this will. Is, yeah. We'll have to do this. We'll get Josh Groban in it. Oh it, it'll yeah. Just be, it'll be like the resurgence of 90s capitalism yeah you know? i like, like it the heyday the heyday yeah. of american consumer electronics yeah and then the downfall we'll call it plugged in Ooh, okay <laughs> i like this we need to write all of these notes down <laughs> <laughs> so you think i should i should do something and let them go you're saying well it's if if you're hesitating about it, and it does seem like there there is some lingering nostalgia for yeah. them, like I, maybe I, try to write something, one more yeah. thing for them, like find yeah. one more comedic purpose for them. And if not, you know, then you can feel pretty confident that like, okay, these these shirts have served their purpose. I can okay. let them go. They're All done. Right. Yeah. Do you find it harder when you have? more than one item to get rid of that like the having matching sets making it worse to get rid of no oh okay <laughs> see i feel like that's my problem like if i have things that match i'm like oh no but i have i have three of these and they look exactly the same well, but but that you've also got the the issue of like it's sort of it's maybe a collector's item kind of thing. Okay, and it yeah. was almost like a team branding thing. Like it yeah. was it was like a a part of your like a, a part of like the secret pants kind of group identity almost. Yeah, Whereas and the saving we, of the five specifically for that. Yeah. 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 Whereas the stuff that we have that's in multiples is just like we either just got it because we had a spare or we you forgot, forgot you we had, yeah. had it. <laughs> yeah. Like the babies. Yeah. yeah, I guess this is the, the the baby conversation all over. But then don't you just go, Well, why don't I write a sketch with three babies in it? Because mm, I don't want to haul around three babies to a show. <laughs> <laughs> but what about if it's like three babies and a man? Like wait. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe well i mean this is this is the other thing that has changed as we've like as we've grown up as a group like a lot more of us have cars now too yeah so all of a sudden like hauling a bunch of props like like from from my house to uh the theater like doesn't like i've got i've got a jeep grand cherokee like, oh wow i'm i'm a full-on like you know practically middle-aged white lady at this point you know like it's just i'm just like what what all do you need you need you need 40 some props yeah i've got cargo space for that <laughs> like it doesn't even phase me at yeah this point. so yeah i could write a sketch with like three baby dolls even the one with like the blood splatter on yeah. his face <laughs> And just be like, what happened to that one? It was an accident. Don't tell your father. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all okay. He'll be fine. Or at mm. least, you know, we can pretend until we start taking the tests. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, yeah, you're, you're really, uh, I didn't realize I was as attached to them either until you started saying you didn't. Like you think I should get rid of them. And now I'm like, no, I shouldn't. Why would you say that? Like, That's I didn't know. Because... You know what I mean? Like I took them out and I'm like, oh, this stupid thing. Let's get rid of these. 
Well, but secret pants was such a big part of your life. Yeah. And Goat Rodeo, too, because Goat Rodeo yeah. Goat Rodeo is the one that was like, used them. So when I have my Don Surf Shop and Pizza Dad logo on here, you know? I yeah. guess I just didn't realize that they meant anything. Like, they were just shirts. What if you invited... Is everyone from Goat Rodeo still in Philly? Uh, for the most part. Some people did move, but for the most part, yeah. Well, maybe, maybe if you had one more goat rodeo in person get together or something, we all and you all wore circuit, the shirts, yeah, Circuit City shirts, yeah. Or you, even if you just all had a Zoom call, or you like you sent. <laughs> that's what. That's the other thing you could do too, right? You could send everyone in goat rodeo their own shirt, and yeah. then that way they can decide for themselves if they want to keep it. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're yeah. distributing the nostalgia. Yeah. Yeah, but you're probably right. I probably should just let them go. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, cut the logo out and burn the rest of the shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Completely destroy them, because if I can't have them, no one can. <laughs> or just put a sticker over the logo and have five completely new shirts. Yeah. Or just, like, sew in something. Or back to the hijinks yeah um find another store maybe like a target yeah. that also uses red polos for their employees okay poses an employee All right. and then um disrupt things in the store somehow i like it just start yeah. moving things around and then giving Move wrong things answers. around like tag things with the wrong prices yeah. This maybe is on like, sale 50% today. Go up there and tell them I said that. <laughs> yeah. Maybe just like, you know, walk out of the store with some things. I don't know. I don't okay. know. All right. See how far I a little confidence and a red polo shirt will get you. Can I call you from the police station? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, I am not personally licensed to practice law in 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 pennsylvania but i know several people who are and okay. they, will, they will do you a solid i appreciate you. that yeah. <laughs> and if questions are asked they'll be like why was she, why is she getting arrested at a target like posing as an employee i'll just be like it's a long story there was a podcast we talked about some shirts i may have convinced her to pose as a target employee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i like it now yeah. I feel safe too. Like yeah. I got a backup plan when you I get arrested once. Yeah, you know? but a, you know, work the shirt. Make the shirt live a thousand lifetimes. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we made some decisions today. How are yeah. you feeling? I'm, you know, misguided decisions for sure. But yeah, <laughs> this is what happens when you get two comedians together. It's just like, Make choices about your life and your future. Be like, what are you going to do? Be like, I'm going to rob Target. I'm just going to, and not even just rob, but just, just, just confuse everyone involved. Anyone yeah. shopping there, anyone working there. It's not even going to be as productive as a robbery. I'm just going to do bits. <laughs> <laughs> God. Well, these are our lives. What can I say? Yeah. <laughs> Well, thanks for being on. Yeah, thanks for having me. And how I gotta people... go throw away some life preservers. <laughs> how can people find you? Um, I am. I. Mm, uh, how can people find? <laughs> weird question. I was not prepared for that. Um, I am. I am on TikTok and uh, what's the other one with the pictures? Instagram. Um, Instagram. <laughs> Wow. Wow. <laughs> I so rarely use it anymore. <laughs> um, both at Kemptacular. And wait, how can we check out Bad Medicine? Um, Bad Medicine's handle is, again, on TikTok and Instagram is at Bed Bad Medicine DC. Oh, nice. I think. Wait, hold on. <laughs> Let me double check that. It may be Bad Medicine Comedy. And I feel like I should know that by heart, and I don't. Yeah. 
And I'm not editing any of this out. I know. That's what's... Oh, God. I'm going to be in so much trouble. No, it is Bad Medicine DC. <laughs> okay. And you guys are at the DC Improv. How often does that happen? Um, we do uh, three or four big tentpole shows a year on the main stage. And then we have um, what is now almost monthly programming on in the lounge space. It's either sketch night or... Um, we often appear at makeup party and have our uh, some of our student teams perform. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, yeah, check out Bad Medicine if you're in the D.C. area. We're doing stuff. Yeah. And that's the show. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to actually see the items that we're discussing, you can follow the show at Should I Keep This Pod on Instagram, where I post pictures from each episode. And if you dream of owning your own out-of-control prop collection, the best place to start is by taking classes at Crossroads Comedy. They have online and in-person classes in sketch, improv, and stand-up. So just head over to xroadscomedy.com to sign up. Thanks again for listening, and I'll have a new show for you in two weeks. See you then.